0: Hey Grove, welcome back to the podcast. Join me in the garden once again as we discuss the in-betweens of passion, productivity, and purpose. It's Adam, and I hope you enjoy this episode. For the third episode of this audio journal, we will talk about something related to purpose. Initially, I wanted to discuss how I ended up in the development space but that might be too boring. So we're going to talk instead on myths about development work. There are generally two types of responses that I get when I tell people that I work in a non-profit organization. First reaction is, Huh? NGO? Ano yun? Government office din ba kayo? A ah, charity? May pa scholarship ba dyan? May paayuda daba, sali mo naman ako. And the second one is, mo naman, you get to work in the community and your life's purpose, but mo naman, you decided to work there kahit konti lang pasahedon no? Most of the time, I just smile and tell them, o eh. I have no more energy left to engage in a lengthy dialogue. The truth is that, most people do not know what development work is and why it exists. Plus, there is very little discussion about this work sector. Common images that might pop in your head when talking about development, charity, or community work is of Mother Teresa, or maybe Efren Peña Florida, that CNN hero guy. Well, at least for me, he pops out of my mind when I think about community work. Before we continue to discuss, let's try to level off on our definition of development work. Personally, I define it as a career that is focused on creating growth and positive change for a specific set of people or a community. It is in the business of improving the quality of life of the population. This means it's an umbrella sector for people working in climate change, peace building, sanitation, poverty reduction, education, and a lot more. All geared towards improving the quality of life of the public or a specific population. Well, we are not in class today and I'm pretty sure some of you might have other definitions but for the sake of this discussion, let's stick to that. Here are top development work myths. Number 1. You cannot build a career on it. It will not place food on your table. I would say this is one of the biggest reasons why people don't venture into development careers. There's so much discussion about not getting enough pay or the career being unstable. First up, it is possible to build a career in development work. I've been working in this space for almost five years now and I've seen how people have started as project assistants to become specialists and to eventually leading country operations and eventually getting to work outside of the country. The current director where I work in has been in the space for 20 years now. Well, I guess that's enough proof that you definitely can build a name of your own in the sector. However, competition is very steep. There are a lot of people who are good in what they do and too few positions to fill. You definitely can't expect to rise to manager level immediately since the sector emphasizes on experience a lot. Development work is also heavily sensitive to personal development. You need to keep on improving yourself since the challenges are becoming more complex and you need to be able to respond and provide solutions faster and smarter. Now as to salary, the truth is that there is disparity on the pay scale between local community organizations and international development orgs. Some community development workers are considered as volunteers, meaning they are not paid. Some are paid but are below minimum wage earners or are just in the threshold of minimum wage. National charities, corporate foundations, give pretty decent pay. You can start at an 18k and rake up to 70k once you're a director. However, 100k is an easy deal if you're leading an international humanitarian or development country office. That can range up to 200 or 300 that's crazy right so the answer is it's a yes and a no there are segments of the sector where funding is necessarily needed and there are other parts that are paid pretty well the sad part about all of this is when you completely lose your initial passion of helping and empowering communities because you become solely focused on funding and salary, that you run it like a business, or that you burn out yourself because you're not paid as much. Number two, it is only for idealistic people. There is no space for technical work. As initially discussed, development workers refer to a lot of other sectors, not just community organizing or giving scholarships. Although we love to see those selfless leaders teaching kids through the caliton or the volunteer who cooks food for children in the sites, we are all for idealism and hero-like behavior, and we love to share it on social media, and once we do, we feel extra good and kind about ourselves too. However, a significant number of roles in the development work is technical. Take for example those working in biodiversity preservation in Palawan. That will require people who are brilliant in science. A common issue during disasters is water and sanitation, and sanitation experts and sanitation engineers are gathered to administer these solutions. Or improving crop quality, testing the soil and choosing the right crops. Those are all technical work. So you might not be as energetic or as charismatic as the people you see on TV who are all smiles while giving aid, but your technical expertise can literally save lives. Number 3. You are always happy and fulfilled. In a recent discussion with a group of friends, they shared their experiences and the probability of falling out of love with their passion. Again, it is possible to fall out of love with your passion. A common reaction will be, Bakit naman ang dami dami mo natutulungan, worth it naman lahat ng pagud mo. As much as I believe that working in this space opens up a lot of opportunities to help, Burnout and stress is still a reality. Like a corporate job, you still need to manage office politics, you need to follow through deadlines, you need to ensure deliverables are met even in short periods of time, you need to work with other team members and even external partners. I once witnessed how an office mate bursted in anger during a regular meeting because he cannot anymore take the criticisms about his work performance. He resigned immediately, the next day after. Although the end goal is the community, a complex process is needed in order to make that solution possible and to ensure that it is the right solution and you need all your grit, idealism, and efficiency to make that happen. So no, it is not rainbows and unicorns and gift-giving activity always. There is a lot to discuss about the realities of development work but we'll settle with these. As for me, Despite the highs and lows of this career choice, I am still determined to continue working and eventually build my career in the sector. I grew up with my mother being a community worker, focusing on children from low-income communities. She was in the almost volunteer paid lower than the minimum wage segment of the space, and I saw her dedication and how she taught us to always have genuine care for others. As they have said, grow where you are planted. So that's what I'm going to do, and maybe that's something you can do too. There you have it, the top three myths about development work. I hope you get to learn more about this space and the work that we do. And if you're considering a career in this sector, just give it a try. It might be for you as our action point in this episode give a shout out to a foundation non-government org, or non-profit that you believe are doing wonderful work and uplifting the lives of other people tag me at in the garden with adam so we can spread more awareness about these groups let's continue the discussion online you can follow me at in the garden with adam on instagram and i am at adamana on ig twitter fb and linkedin join me again in the garden with adam next time. Bye!